How do the Denver Broncos stack up against the Buffalo Bills in a Monday Night Football showdown? We'll take a look at a tale of the tape. We'll take a look at the practice storylines heading into Monday's game. You're going to get all that and much more in this brand new, freshly brewed installment. Good morning, Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country. Welcome into a freshly brewed episode of Good Morning Broncos, your daily Broncos conversation every single morning on weekdays, Monday through Friday, 9 o'clock a.m. Mountain Time on Mile High Sports YouTube page. I'm Cody Rourke, Broncos reporter for MHS. Make sure you check out all of our other coverage we have going on here at Mile High Sports every team, every day, ranging from the Pickaxe and Roll podcast hosted by Ryan Blackburn, our Denver Nuggets beat reporter. He's got you covered on the latest episode of that show as the Nuggets get ready to travel to Houston to take on the Rockets. They're coming off of a big win against the Golden State Warriors in primetime action. Ryan has you covered with all the pick, axe, and roll information that you need surrounding that game specifically here. But one thing we are going to do here on today's episode of the show, we're going to take a little bit of a look at the tail of the tape here between the Monday night football matchup between the Broncos and the Buffalo Bills. Before we do into that, let's get into our practice report throughout this week. And look, I think there's a really good storyline here that's kind of coming at a very important time, right? We talked about how important the bye week was here for this Broncos football team. But I think more importantly, the bye week helped guys who were maybe dealing with a little bit of an ailment, you know, guys, some little nicks and bumps here and there the Broncos are healthy. Like that's a great development here coming into this week. And for the first time this season, the Broncos had all 53 players on the active roster fully participate in practice. That is a positive sign in the right direction here. And look, I think, I, I don't know what's changed necessarily, right? Because I think when we look at where the Broncos are at from an injury standpoint at this exact time last year, it was dire straits. They had so many guys either on injured reserve. They had guys that were banged up, limited, or DMPs in practice. It's nice that Denver is coming into what is expected to be a very tough and very grueling second-half stretch of the schedule here for the Broncos, and they're going to have to carry that forward and to stay healthy if they want to make a second-half run, which a lot of players inside that locker room, they have a lot of belief in that they can, and they're focused on one game at a time. It all starts with Monday night showdown against Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. More importantly, it's a little bit of a reunion and a showdown with former friend Von Miller. And Von Miller obviously opened up his press conference this week as a member of the Buffalo Bills, and he talked about how he'll always be a Denver Bronco, how he'll retire a Bronco one day, and how much he appreciates his time. There's no bad blood. There's no rivalry. And now it's an opportunity for Denver. This is going to be the first time they face their former franchise cornerstone Super Bowl MVP, future Ring of Famer, future Hall of Famer. Von Miller means so much to the Broncos organization. I know there's so many fans that are watching here. And there's so many fans across the globe in Broncos country that you know wish it. The Broncos never traded him away. And it's the unfortunate side of the business. But you know, you talk about Von Miller and you talk to guys like Cortland Sutton, Garrett Bulls, Justin Simmons, Russell Wilson. These guys have so much high praise. For Vaughn. Now, for Russ, Russ didn't necessarily be Vaughn's teammate in Denver. That wasn't the case, but he sure has played against him in several instances. And But you talk to guys like Justin Simmons who have been in the locker room with him, and, and Justin described it as Vaughn being the most influential and most impactful teammate that he has ever had. Garrett Bowles talked about that. Cortland Sutton talked about that, how he came in as a rookie. You know, you have Super Bowl 50 MVP Von Miller right there, and he's welcoming the young guys in. He's bringing the young guys, the rookies, to every event that they're doing. They're not excluding the rookies. 
Like that's just the type of guy that Vaughn was in terms of becoming that leader inside that locker room because Denver, I mean, man, his impact. You talk about a guy who can wreck a game in any moment. Vaughn is that guy. And while Vaughn is coming off the ACL injury he had last year, there's still some things that he's going through in terms of trying to get fully footed under, you know, get his feet underneath him in this context here. But that Buffalo Bills defense is very, very banged up. They've lost several of their key players to season ending injuries. So they're just trying to stay healthy. They're limping into this matchup a little bit, but they're still, even though that they're banged up, they're still one of the NFL's best defenses. So with that being said here, let's take a look here at the tail of the tape. We're going to take a look at the Broncos offense in comparison to the Buffalo Bills defense here. Now for the Broncos offense, things are kind of balanced out a little bit overall. Now at one point of the season, the Broncos and Russell Wilson were one of the top ranked passing offenses in the NFL. That's kind of taken a step back because of performances against the Jets, that first game against Kansas City, and then 114 yards in this last matchup against Kansas City that Denver won 24-9 here. So you look at net passing yards per game, Denver's ranked 28th right now, averaging 185 through the air. You look at the Buffalo Bills defense, banged up a little bit in that secondary. Obviously, they lost guys like Tredavious White to season-ending injury. Uh, Kyir Elam's been a guy who's been banged up for them as well. They're allowing 219.6 yards through the air, which is good right now for 14th in the NFL. I mean, still, even then, like they compress things. They got guys like Jordan Poyer there on the back end. I mean, they're a very talented defense down there in Buffalo. But you look at where Denver's at, yards per play, 5.34, which is good for 12th in the NFL. The Bills' defense, they're allowing 5.57 yards per play defensively, which is bottom-ranked 26 right now in the NFL. So if Denver can find a way to take advantage and get some chunk plays, get some first downs, extend some drives, they're going to have a really good opportunity to go out into Buffalo and have a chance to win this game, and they're going to have to capitalize on that on offense. They're going to have to be consistent. They can't afford to keep going three and out, which that has not, luckily for them, has not really been the trend. They've had productive drives that have been, you know, double digit plays, multiple minutes consumed on the time of possession, either coming away with three or seven points. That's the idea. That's the goal. And I think a lot of that's been based on the run game. And obviously, Russell Wilson, three touchdowns against Kansas City, very efficient in the passing game from that standpoint. Can they do that and carry that over against Buffalo Bills on Monday night football? Right now, the Broncos net rushing yards per game, 116.8 yards on the ground. And that doesn't necessarily reflect the last three games. I think if you were just to base this number off the last three games, it would be much higher here, probably over 140 yards per game average on the ground in the last three games for Denver. They're going to have to find a way to run the ball against them in Buffalo, who's allowing right now 114.4 yards per game. So something's got to give, right? There's the give and take there. But I think Denver's got Javante Williams fully healthy, which is a great sign. I'm eager to see how he does against the Bills defense. But you also have the flash in the pan there. You got the lightning rod there and Jaleel McLaughlin, who, man, he all he needs is one little seam to get skinny and have a big explosive play. And I think that's what you need to see a little bit more of in terms of the emphasis here from the Broncos offense going forward into this second half part of the season. Now, I'd say an area in the saving grace where the Broncos have been efficient. Russell Wilson hasn't turned the ball over that much from an interception standpoint. He's only thrown four interceptions on the year. Two of those interceptions came in that first Thursday night football game against the Kansas City Chiefs. Russ has been good with protecting the football, throwing it through the air. The Bills defense, though, they've generated eight total interceptions, which is good for eighth so far in the National Football League. But Denver, ball security, fumbles lost. That has been a little bit of an issue for them. And I think one of the things that they're going to have to do going forward is, you know, I think it's just awareness, right? When Russell Wilson has got the ball and he's extending outside the pocket, trying to trying to see something downfield on a scramble drill, 
make sure you hold on to that, right? Russ has fumbled the ball several times this season. That has been an issue, and you can't afford to keep doing that. So that has been something that has impacted them negatively. Only 12 giveaways on the year, but the issue for Denver sacks allowed Russell Wilson has been sacked 26 times now that's a combination of him sometimes holding the ball too long and then it's also just protection not being good enough the Buffalo Pills defense they're one of the top defenses in the NFL in terms of getting after the quarterback they've sacked opposing QBs 29 times so they've sacked opposing QBs one more time than Russell Wilson has been sacked so far this season when you factor in Von Miller you factor in Gregory Russo uh, AJ Epinesa Ed Oliver. I mean, they have so many different guys. Leonard Floyd, another example, opposite of Von Miller. I mean, they have a very, very stout and talented pass rush, and they create a lot of pressure looks that are going to cause some problems for the Broncos if they don't have their communication down pat here. So now let's get to the other important metrics we always like to look at and our tell of the tape here. Third down, okay? The Broncos offense on third down has been better over the course of the last three weeks. Overall in the NFL, they rank 15th converting 40.2% of their third down attempts. And I think so much of that has come to the point where Denver early on in the season, they were facing like third and nine, third and 10, third and 15, sometimes third and 20, third and 30. It was even an instance that they had early on this year. Now they've been facing a little bit more third and five, third and three, third and two, third and short. And they've been able to convert that and keep drives going, which to me, that's the ultimate sign. Like, hey, you're playing more efficient football and I think it's the combination of Denver not trying to take too many big shots downfield because, look, let's say it's second and 10, and you try to take a shot downfield. Well, guess what? Now it's third and 10 if it falls incomplete. It's about being smart, putting your guys in the right positions. And I think you're seeing a little bit more balance now with the run game that makes it easier for Denver to be efficient. But you look at Buffalo's defense on third down, they are one of the bottom-ranked, bottom 10. I wouldn't say bottom-ranked, but bottom 10 in the NFL. They're allowing teams to convert on third down at a rate of 41 0.7% good for 23rd in the NFL. But now how does everything kind of shift when the Broncos would say they find themselves in the red zone on Monday night football with well, Denver right now, pretty good red zone offense, 53.6% of their red zone attempts end in a score, which is good for 16th right now in the NFL. And that's good considering where Denver was at versus the progress they've also made in the last few weeks, but they're going against the seventh ranked red zone defense right now in the NFL. The Buffalo Bills, they tighten up. Their communication is much better. Their pressure looks are even more aggressive down there in the red zone. They are the seventh-ranked red zone defense, allowing teams to convert on only 44.8% of their attempts. So I think that's something we're going to have to keep an eye on here in this matchup. When Denver gets into the red zone, can they punch it in? That is the question here. But Broncos country, we're going to continue our conversation here on this morning's episode of Good Morning Broncos. We're going to take a look at Denver's defense. Patrick Sertan, Justin Simmons, Jonathan Cooper, Baron Browning. How do they match up against Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, James Cook, and that Buffalo Bills offense? We're going to get all that on this morning's brand new installment of Good Morning Broncos. Real quick, let me tell you about the sponsor of today's episode of the show. It's our friends over there at Superbook Sports. Win a trip to the biggest football game of the year, courtesy of Superbook Sports. Superbook, they'll fly you and a friend to Las Vegas for February's championship game, and they will also give you two tickets to the game plus a three-night hotel stay, and all you have to do is place a $25 same-game parlay between now and January 7th, and you're automatically entered to win. So wager and win a super trip to Las Vegas courtesy of Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, Nuggets fans. Ryan Blackburn here, host of the Pickaxe and Roll podcast on Mile High Sports got the best Denver Nuggets coverage around so make sure not to miss an episode and subscribe down below to the Mile High Sports YouTube channel. Nuggets off to a great start 
Make sure not to miss a thing on Mile High Sports. As we jump into the second half action on this morning's brand new installment of Good Morning Broncos, we'll take a look at the Broncos' defense against the Bills' offense. Just want to say thank you so much for making this part of your morning routine every single morning, 9 o'clock a.m. Mountain Time here on Mile High Sports' YouTube page. Mile High Sports is every team, every day. You want written content and coverage daily? Go to milehighsports.com on top of all that so you never miss out on what's going on with your favorite Colorado sports teams. Let's continue on here, taking a look at the Buffalo Bills offense in comparison to the Broncos defense. Now, still, that week three game against the Miami Dolphins has impacted the outlook. It's kind of skewed the result a little bit of where the Broncos rank in some categories, but they have made tremendous progress over the course of the last three to four weeks on the defensive side of the ball. So I think that's something we have to kind of acknowledge and take into consideration in here. Sometimes the numbers can be a little different when you – factor in the context and growth and, and obviously maybe the mean. I mean, the fact that Denver in week three and week four, they allowed over a thousand yards in just two weeks and almost, I think it was 98 total points in just two weeks. That, that's not an ideal formula if you want to have sustained success. So Denver's defense has gotten better. We'll dive into that here. But you look at the Buffalo Bills offense, man, I, it, it's weird to hear the, some of the storylines that they're coming out this week and they're having player-led meetings, player-only meetings. Like they're still very much in the thick of it. Now they've dropped a few games. And obviously they lost against a very good Cincinnati Bengals team, but man, they're one of the top-ranked offenses right now in the NFL. You look at net yards per game. They're averaging over 370.2 yards per game, and a good portion of that is coming from Josh Allen, not only just his ability to throw with his big arm, but also his ability to run the football. They're fifth right now in the NFL in that regard. You look at Denver's defense still because of that game against Miami. It doesn't factor in their output against Kansas City in that first game. doesn't factor in the output against Green Bay in that, that one game and also the Kansas City game more recently. But Denver is allowing 405.9 yards on the ground, and that's going to take some time. Like if Denver's defensive trend continues, I imagine like by the time the end of the season comes around, Denver's overall net yards per game allowed will probably average out to about maybe 330, 340, something along the lines there. But it's going to take some time to go down from that, uh, you know, the average that was set a little bit early on in the season there. So 32nd ranked doesn't really include the context of how Denver's defense has evolved over the course of the last four weeks. So that I think that is a little bit of a wild card. What are we going to see? What can we expect against Josh Allen? Because you look at this Bills offense and how they design a lot of things. Look, they have James Cook, brother of Dalvin, who's very explosive and can hurt you not only in the run game, can also hurt you in the passing game as a receiver. But for me, I look at it and it's like they don't really – have a concerted effort to really run the football as much. And when they do run the football, primarily it's coming through, obviously, James Cook. But Josh Allen is taking a lot of that load on his own legs. And for me, it's a little interesting, but it's the, the design of that offense, right? If it's third and short, if it's fourth and short, you know what you're going to expect? Okay, Josh Allen's probably going to have a quarterback keeper. He's probably going to go, if they're out of shotgun, probably fake the inside handoff, and he's probably going to run. They're going to probably run. Uh, guard power pull. I mean, they're going to do that and he's going to hit it up the A or the B gap and try to make plays with his legs. He's their second leading rusher right now. I think he's averaging, if I'm not mistaken, or right now his season total, he's got 233 yards on the ground. James Cook is 506. Their offense is really pass heavy, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Josh Allen right now, close to 2,500 yards passing at this juncture of the season here. But you look at their yards per play, they're the third ranked offense. They're allowing, they're putting up 5.9, sorry, brain fart there, 5.9 yards per play offensively. Denver's defense, they're allowing 6.34 yards per play. Once again, skewed a little bit 
because of the earlier results of the season. And the Bills offense can put up points. They're averaging 26.7 points per game right now, which is good for fifth right now in the National Football League. Denver allowing 28.3 points per game. So that has come down drastically. It used to be 41 points per game that they were allowing. That has now since come down. So you're starting to see that balance out a little bit. Can Denver maybe get to the threshold where they're allowing maybe 22, 23 points per game as their average? That would help them defensively in terms of those category-based rankings there. They're averaging 108 yards on the ground, rushing 262 through the air, which is tight, which is fifth right now in the NFL, led by Josh Allen. But here's where Denver has a chance to make it, you know, capitalize on opportunity against Buffalo. It's takeaways. And Denver over the last few weeks has generated several takeaways. They forced five against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs more recently here. But Josh Allen has thrown nine interceptions this season. He's got a big arm. And so with that, you try to fit some throws into windows you think only you can make. You have to make him pay for doing things like that and for trying to test you. They turn the ball over too much. They've had five fumbles on the season, so 14 total giveaways this year. Can Denver find a way to capitalize? Denver themselves has 12 takeaways this season, which is good right now for 15th in the NFL. Seven interceptions on the year, five fumble recoveries. Can you punch the ball out? Can you get to it? That helped the Broncos against Kansas City is being able to tackle force a turnover, and then secure it and give the offense possession back. That's going to be a big key for them this week going forward. But here's where the metrics, you have to look at it as well. Like Josh Allen is a guy that is so difficult to bring down because he's part of their running offense. But when he's a passer, he's also elusive to the point where he can scramble and get outside and pick up first downs. He's one of the least sacked quarterbacks in the NFL. He's only been sacked 13 times so far this season. So a tough test. Ahead for Baron Browning, for Jonathan Cooper, for Nick Benito, Denver's pass rush. I'm very curious if they can get to Josh Allen at least twice, they'll have a really good chance of flustering them and maybe having a chance to win this game. But can Denver get off the field on third down? Right now, the Bills offense is the number one third down offense in the NFL because they face a lot of third and shorts. Josh Allen has a mega arm, and he also loves to run it himself. 50% of their third down attempts they convert for a first down. So that's something's got to give. You're going to have to buckle down, maybe get a couple of key stops there. That's a big momentum booster for Denver's defense, which is currently allowing teams to convert at a rate of 38.5%, which is good for 14th right now in the NFL. So something to keep an eye on there. And then, of course, red zone. If the Bills get in the red zone, you can almost expect that you got to watch out and you got to worry about Josh Allen. He can take it. They're the second-ranked red zone offense in the NFL right now. But look at this. The rate in which they score is astronomical. 68.6% of their red zone attempts, they're converting for touchdowns or points. Denver's red zone defense has been one of the better red zone defenses over the course of the last four weeks. So something's got to give there. It's going to be a chess match between Sean Payton and obviously Sean McDermott and that Buffalo Bills team on Monday Night Football. Broncos country, let us know your predictions down below in the YouTube comment section. But that'll wrap up today's episode. We appreciate you so much for rocking with us. Go pour yourself another cup of coffee. Go enjoy your Friday. We'll see you on Monday for a pregame episode of Good Morning Broncos where we'll take a look at our players to watch and our keys to victory. What's up, guys? Kim Becker here with Mile High Sports. Make sure you guys are following us on social media so that you never miss a Mile High Sports daily. Monday through Friday morning, we'll post a video hosted by me catching you up on everything you need to know when it comes to sports right here in the Mile High State. TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, you name it, we're there, and we've got you covered for everything Colorado sports.